7.04 on your Wednesday evening and back for the employment hour. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is the number we use all the time. Give that number a call if you got uh, severance questions, you got a package in front of you, possibly for a friend or a family member. You just have an employment question, uh, period, and you want more information. We'll get to the severance pay calculator in just a minute, tell you how to use that tool. But we always start, uh, brother, with the week that was. That's right, John. You know, often uh, imitated but never duplicated. This is the Employment <laughs> Hour. We're here to talk about workplace rights, employment law, everything in between. If you have a job, you have a question, can my boss do this to me? They did this to me last year. What should I have done about it? Now's the time to call. Now's the time to ask us those questions. We're here for the whole hour. And I always like to start off with the week that was a couple of situations that I dealt with and I addressed uh, in the previous week. I think, uh, I think these, are, these are particularly interesting. Mm-hmm. They, they uh, both address the issue of constructive dismissal, but from different perspective. Uh, the first situation I'll tell you about uh, involved a lady that had uh, gone off on a disability leave for medical condition, for medical condition, and she'd been off for six months. Now, uh, after six months, she got a letter uh, in, the, in the mail from her employer telling her, uh, you know, we understand you're still off. Uh, we know you're going to be off for a while longer. That's fine. But mm-hmm. just so you know, uh, we're going to be cutting off your benefits. You've been on benefits now, but since you're not coming back to work in the near future, we're going to cut off your benefits, your health, dental, et cetera. Uh, and, and that's it. That, that was really all the letters. So just giving you the heads up, they're cutting off her benefits once she hits the six-month mark mm-hmm. uh, in terms of her absence. She called me, and she wanted to know, what well, can they do this? So here's, here's the answer. Here's what I told her. An employer does not actually have to continue benefit coverage for an employee that's off on a disability leave. Uh, Benefits, just like income, is a form of compensation. The deal is you go to work, and in return, we're going to pay you money, we're going to give you a salary, and also we're going to give you benefits. If you don't come to work, we don't have to pay you, obviously, you're on a leave of absence, but it also means we don't have to continue your benefits. But that said... An employer doesn't have to continue benefits. However, if the employer decides to continue the benefits in any event to the employee that's on leave, the employer cannot then cut them off. So if the employer decides to do something that the employer does not have to do by continuing benefits, if they then decide to cut it off after six months, as happened in that example, now that becomes a constructive dismissal. The employer has changed a term of employment. Mm -hmm. They've given the employee something, which is benefits while on disability, and then they took it away. So that's a constructive dismissal. So what I told this lady is, no, they actually cannot do this. If you're on benefits while you're on disability, and then your employer decides to cut those benefits mm-hmm. off, no, they cannot do that. That's a constructive dismissal. You can now treat your employment as being terminated if you want to and get your severance. So even though that em- this employer didn't let her go, this employer cut off benefits that it wasn't actually required to continue in the first place, by doing that, that was still a constructive dismissal. So the lesson here for employers, be mindful of that. If you're going to continue benefits for an employee on a disability leave, you can't just cut them off. And for employees, certainly, if your employer cuts off your benefit coverage when you're not at work, when you're on a medical leave of absence, that is actually not something they're allowed to do. Would she probably just go back and say, you know, I've had some advice. You guys can't really do this, so continue my benefits. And that's exactly what we're going to do as a first step. We're going to try to see if we can dissuade them, teach them, let them know that they actually cannot do this. And hopefully they'll reinstate her and everything is fine. If they don't, she'll have a choice to make. Either she does nothing, and that's, that's fine. Or she can treat her employment as being terminated and uh, and get her severance. But as a first step, yeah, we're going to try to get those reinstated. What else you got? Second situation, uh, different uh, different situation, but uh, starts off uh, fairly similar. Another individual that was on a disability leave for a while, and once he got better, he uh, presented his employer with a note from his doctor saying, "I can come back to work." 
And his employer said, fine, come back to work uh, on Monday. Now, this individual was very suspicious. He knew this, this employer. He always felt that this employer is probably going to be very upset at, at this individual for taking a disability leave. So what he did on his very first day in, on the job, he went to meet with his employer. He had a tape recorder in his, uh, in his uh, jacket Smart. pocket. And here's what happened. During this meeting, first, so it's 9 o'clock in the morning. The employee comes back after several months on a disability leave. The, his employer, the owner of the company, says, uh, I can't believe I have to take you back. I'm only doing this because I have to. I'm going to make your life miserable. Anything that you do, I'm going to be on you like a hawk. You're going to regret uh, ever wanting to come back from a disability leave. Get out of my face. That's exactly what he said. Wow. And we had it all on tape. Well, of course, I got a call afterwards saying, well, you're, you want to you hear this tape, which I did. And guess what? What this employer did, even though this employer, quote unquote, took the employee back to work, by treating this employee this way, threatening them, uh, being vulgar, creating this terrible work situation, they've terminated their employment. That is a constructive dismissal uh, like no other. So the employee certainly doesn't have to accept uh, this behavior and continue working beyond that. By being so upset at this employee for taking a disability leave, that's also a human rights issue. So this employer uh, really screwed up really big time. So be very careful of that, employers. Please don't do make, make mistakes like that. Uh, and again, if you're an employee, if your employer penalizes you, mistreats you, creates a poison work environment because you had the audacity to be sick, that's illegal. That's a human rights violation, not to mention a constructive dismissal. Uh, don't let them get away with that. As far as recording that conversation, that's that, that's le- he can't do that as long as one party knows they're being recorded, It is right? not illegal. Absolutely right. not. Because he knows he's being recorded, so he can't record two other people's conversation, but right. he can record his own. It is legal. Nice. Yeah. We'll take a, a short break. We'll get to the severance pay calculator anytime. Bring the phone calls on. We're ready to answer. Well, yours is ready to answer. I simply hit the button. It's uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. The employment hour just getting Warmed up. Talk radio, AM 640. 713, Wednesday evening. Employment hour. Get to the severance pay calculator here in just a moment. But as always, our callers have top priority. Kim and Mississauga, good evening. Hi, good evening. How are you? Good, how are you? Okay, what's your concern? Um, well, I'm calling on behalf of my mom. I just wanted to know from your what constitutes constructive dismissal? And the reason why I asked that is because my mother... Uh, she was hired on um, as a full-time employee and was originally working about seven and a half hours a day. And recently, her employer decided to uh, reduce her hours to four hours a day and uh, without any notice. And then when we went to the HR department, they said, oh, well, we lost some business, so we had to make cuts. Got it. So a constructive dismissal generally is a significant change to the terms of employment, a negative significant change to the terms of employment. Uh, Salary reduction, uh, demotion, relocation, anything like that uh, that that changes the the terms, changes the deal. What you describe is a classic constructive Mm -hmm. dismissal. She goes from seven and a half hours to four hours. uh, You know, that reduces her pay by, I don't know, 40 percent, what have you. Uh, That's clearly a constructive dismissal. And what that means is that once that happens, once the employer makes that change, your mother has a choice. And the choice is she can accept this change and continue working if that's what she wants. Or she can say, no, I am not going to accept this. I'm going to leave. And that means I'm going to treat my employment as being terminated and get my severance. So that's one of the options that she has. But she only has that option for a short period of time. Because if they imp- implemented this change three months ago, as an example, and she wasn't happy, but she continued working, by now she would be deemed to have accepted it, even though she was never really happy about it. 
So once an employer empo empo uh, puts a, in a change the way you've described it with your mom, she has a very short window, usually within a couple of weeks, where she has to make the call either she's going to move on and get her severance or she's going to stay and accept the change. Okay, so after uh, that short time, then basically she doesn't have a claim for constructive dismissal. That's right, because once she continues working on that basis, she's considered to have accepted it. When, when did this change happen for your mom? Um, it's, it's been a while. Like, I mean, it's been uh, probably a few months now. But she just, like, you know, obviously had gotten frustrated with because yeah. they kept telling her that it's just business, you know, the hours will come back, this and that. Mm -hmm. So she just continued, um, you know, listening to them. And now other things are coming to light, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just blowing up in our face. Yeah, so, uh, you know, unfortunately, because it's been a few months, it, it is likely too late to do something about it. And, and constructive dismissal happens even if the company's reasons are legitimate and honest. It doesn't matter, you know, they may have lost a big client and legitimately not have enough work. From a legal standpoint, it's still a constructive dismissal. It doesn't change what their legal obligations are. If it's been a few months now and, and you know, she, she was taking them at their word, it's probably too late, unfortunately, Kim. Uh, that's why it's always so important to do something about the constructive dismissal, a change to the terms of employment as soon as it happens. You don't want to be in a situation where now you've accepted it, now you're stuck. And by the way, by, by accepting it, now you've arguably given the employer the I right to do this again. I was just about to say, rub salt in the wound, right? They yeah. can do something else. And, and, and right? that's, that's just an invitation to have more problems down the road. So very important call. Thanks, Kim. Mo, welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, Mo. You all right? Yes. How are you? Good. Go ahead. Good. Uh, so I have a question. Um, so I was uh, employed for uh, one week, and then I was dismissed after a week. Um, before that, I was previously employed, so I left my previous employment to join this other company. Um, we didn't have our contract was a verbal contract, okay. so I uh, promised to be making the same amount of money I was in my previous uh, role. Um, so I was dismissed because apparently I didn't fit the, fit the role, um, which I was hired for and everything was okay during the uh, interview process and everything like that. So, um, just, uh, I, you know, what, is there any severance available for that or what, what are you, what's your opinion? I'm sure. Gonna... Now, Mo, uh, the previous job that you have, did, how did you end up leaving it? Did they recruit you or did you just decide to leave and, and apply for this company? Uh, well, I was actually contacted by the uh, owner through LinkedIn. Um, uh, so, so he didn't uh, directly ask me to join his company, but just kind of getting to talk with him, I asked him if he had an opening, uh, in which he said he did. And so uh, then he uh, requested that I come in for an interview after I sent him a resume. And were you shopping your resume out at that point? Um, well, I mean, I was looking for other employment, yes. Um, so, so here's the thing, Mo. Uh, because you've, you've worked there for, for a week, obviously, your entitlements are going to be limited. You're still going to be owed severance. Probably, in, well, what, what kind of job, what were you doing? Well, I'm in sales. Okay. Um, so. and, and how old are you, Mo? Uh, 38. So you're probably looking at about three weeks' pay is kind of what I would assess you at. So even though you worked there for a week, you maybe owe three weeks' pay. The reality, though, here, this is a practical reality, is that it may not be worth pursuing it over, you know, two, three weeks' pay, uh, you know, because you, you may have to get into a dispute. They're going to now want to pay you 
because uh, they'll feel they shouldn't have to pay after only a week. Yes, they are obligated to pay, but the process to make them, given what's at stake, may not be worth it. Something to consider uh, in, in this situation. I, I would chalk it up to a learning experience. Uh, probably not worth pursuing. Cost benefits not there, right? Yeah, probably yeah. not. Again, yeah. believe it or not, after a week, even though you know he's not a senior manager, he's not an old guy, he's only 38 uh, in a sales position, he probably is owed a few weeks' pay. Yeah. But is it worth pursuing? I, you know, it's debatable. My, my gut feel would be probably not uh, in the circumstances. Take a quick break. 416-870-6400 and star 640 on sale. Lots more of the Employment Hour coming right up on Talk Radio AM 640. We will endeavor to get some emails later on, too, as well. The email address, very simple, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Whistle at me, Lior. Uh, that and his phone number anyway by the time outside of show hours, 416-216-5900. Severance pay calculator. Let's finally yeah, get to it. Let's let, let's mention it. So uh, again, you saw the previous caller. I asked him a couple of questions. I asked him about his job. Uh, I asked him the length of his employment, yep. and I asked him about his age, of course. And why did I ask that? Because those factors, age, position, and length of employment, are the factors that go into determining how much severance, how much compensation someone is owed. So I've taken that information and I've created a nice handy tool, the Severance Calculator. It's available for free online. SeverancePayCalculator.com. And you input your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and you find out exactly how much severance you're owed. If you just uh, just lost your job, you've been offered severance, you want to know if it's proper, don't post on a message board uh, (laughs) dealing with golf like some people do. Uh, Go to severancepaycalculator.com. Find out if what you've been offered is proper. If it's not, at least you know you can contact me if you want directly from the severance calculator, and I can help you make sure that it's improved. Uh, and if it's proper, if it's fine, then at least you know you can move on, accept yeah. the offer, and, and find another position. SeverancePayCalculator.com. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale lines. Robin, let's talk about this tonight. Things uh, you need an employment lawyer for and when. Number one is the obvious one. You've been let go. Yeah, if you've been let go from a job, you have to speak with an employment lawyer. There's really no exceptions to that. There are so many things that the law provides for you as an employee that's been let go. And most people don't know about that. Uh, the fact that you, you have to get your bonuses that are owed to you, the fact that you have to get any car allowance that's owed to you, that your benefits have to be continued. If your compensation varies, the fact that your severance has to be calculated on the basis of your average earnings, not just your salary. And the fact that you're owed a heck of a lot more severance than a week's pay for every year or two weeks pay. Yeah. For many people, it could be a month, a month and a half, two or three months per year, depending on those situations. Most people, John, when they're offered severance, when they lose their job, they're not offered anything near adequate, and not even close to what they're actually owed. The good news is these things are not difficult to resolve. They're actually quite easy to resolve. Oftentimes, you can resolve these disputes over severance with a letter. Hmm. So if you lost your job, give me a call. Don't accept an offer that you'll regret later. How many times have we had people call us on the show, and how many times have people call me in the office when they heard our show and they said, well, I signed this offer six months ago, or yeah. two months ago, a year ago. Can I do something about it? And the answer is always no. If you've already signed it and accepted it, it's too late. And if you find out that you owe it another $50,000, still, that's the problem. You can't do much about it. So you absolutely have to speak with an employment lawyer if you lost your job. Lior's number, by the way, outside the show hours is 416-216-5900. Use that, write it down, keep it in your pocket. We're talking about times you need an employment lawyer when the employer is building up a case against you. 
with bad performance reviews. So you, you'll know when that happens. You'll know if your employer all of a sudden is not treating you as well. Now you're being uh, you know, harassed. You're, you're being uh, uh, m- micromanaged all of a sudden. Everything you do has been written up. Your employer is building a case mm-hmm. against you. They're building a record to, for the p- potential of trying to let you go down the road for cause. If your employer is building a case against you, we have to talk. I have to work with you to help you build your own case so that your employer cannot let you go for cause. If we do this properly, one of two things will happen. Either your employer is not going to let you go, or if if the employer does let you go, at least it's not going to be for cause, which means you're going to get your full severance. So if you think your employer is building up a case against you, you can't just sit there and ignore it. Or don't just quit because of that. That's never a good idea. Give me a call. You have to see, seek some legal advice if your employer is building a case to try to potentially push you out of the company. You need a lawyer when you've been offered a new employment agreement. Yeah, and I actually had someone contact me today uh, w- with an employment agreement. He wanted to know if it was appropriate, and it wasn't appropriate. Had he signed that employment agreement as it was, down the road he w- potentially could have lost tens of thousands of dollars. An employment agreement is an extremely important document, and most employers now have understood that they can, can that can put terms on an yeah. employment agreement that are very favorable to the employer, terms that are going to protect the employer and take away protections that employees otherwise would have. And most employees, when they get the agreement, they'll look at the salary, they'll look at the bonus, the benefits. They won't think about the other, ter- other terms, the ones that are really going to cost the money down the road. For example, you can have something in an employment agreement that gives, out, gives away your severance rights in the future. You actually would sign an agreement, most people do when, not, when they don't realize, sign an agreement that says that if we let you go down the road, we're only going to have to pay you a small fraction of what we owe you. And that small fraction could mean a loss of tens of thousands of dollars. So when you've been offered a job, have me take a look at it. I can usually do that in a few minutes, review it, and then give you my opinion. Today I had someone contact me. He had one of those provisions uh, that uh, would have cost him tens of thousands of dollars in future severance. So we talked about that. I gave him some thoughts as to how we negotiate those things, what kind of uh, things we want to do to change it. So it's always a very, very good idea to get some advice if you now have been offered a job. Get to your phone calls. You want to take a short break? The lines are open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lots more of the employment hour coming right up here on Talk Radio, AM 640. 732 on your Wednesday evening at 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is the number. Got Maury on the line. Good evening, Maury. Oh, hi. Hi. Um, I'm actually calling with regards to my daughter rather than myself, but it's the... A previous caller had me kind of querying a thought. My daughter got hired away from a position where she worked for a couple of years, and she worked at that position for about six weeks and then was let go. Right. Um, she didn't put out any resumes or that sort of thing, so this person actually actively recruited her. Um, and since that time when she was let go, um, it's been, I guess, six months since she was, be, was able to find another position for um, various reasons, just, you know. And um, her, he's been kind of a bit of a bother in that she's had to chase him for a record of employment. And, in fact, um, he still hasn't uh, done the proper paperwork for her income tax. Now, did he pay her any severance at all? None. Okay. Now, what kind of a job? What was she doing? She was a um, 
kind of a, a, a manager for a recreational facility. Okay. And she was hired by this person as um, like an accounts manager. Okay. And give me give me an idea of her compensation level. Um, Approximately. I, I do believe like thirty five forty. Okay. And so she wasn't looking to leave her previous job. They they came to her. Do you know how they they found her? LinkedIn. Okay, on LinkedIn, and they they came to her and, and they suggested that she connect with them at that point. Yes. Now, uh, you, you how old uh, how old is your daughter? Twenty six. So, here's the thing. Yes, if they came to her and recruited her, and if she wasn't really looking to leave, you know, it, it is certainly possible that. Now that they let her go after six weeks, she may get credit for the two years that she had with the previous company. So that really when they let her go, she's a a two-year-plus employee as opposed to a six-year employee, which for her would mean that she would probably be owed right around three months of severance, okay? Uh Uh, So it, it, it is certainly worth pursuing, and I would suggest that she give me a call. And one of the things I would want to see is any employment agreement she signed, if she signed one, when she started working for this company. Because it's possible if she signed an employment agreement that that may change the analysis. I'd want to know what it says. Uh, But other than that, yeah, she may well be owed some three months pay. I would think three months pay is worth a phone call. So have her give me a call. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to her, find out some more information, take a look at any employment agreement if she has a copy. And at that point, I'll tell her what her options are and how we can go about getting her those three months pay. I do have another quick question regarding mm-hmm. about the dismissal and that sort of thing. Sure. Is, is this um, a part of law or whatnot that a person um, hired or not hired has a, um, a, um, a 30-day or, let me think, a three-month, sorry, a three-month window where either party can let the other one go without notice? No, that is not the case at all unless... That is created by an employment agreement. An employment agreement can create this 90-day window, but it doesn't otherwise exist in, the, in law. So if you have an employment agreement that says in the first 90 days we can let you go at any time for no reason without any notice, then that, that's fine. But uh, it's not automatic at all. So that's one of the things, one of the reasons I would want to see your daughter's employment agreement to see if it contains a provision like that that gives them that 90-day grace period. If it doesn't, then she's owed severance. If it does, it's yeah, possible that she's not. I don't think it not. did. I think she was just under the, um, the assumption that it existed. No. No, and a lot of people believe, and I'm glad you called about that, a lot of people think it's automatic, that it just exists you know, in the air, but it doesn't. It has to be created by an employment agreement. And the number, uh, Lior, or not for Lior, for you, Laura, is uh, 416-216-5900. See another misconception, the automatic uh, three-month grace period, right? A very common one, and we said before on the show, John, no, probationary period has to be created by an employment agreement. It doesn't exist automatically. The number 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We'll get to another call here in a minute. And we are talking about in between phone calls, uh, the times you need an employment lawyer. The employer has changed terms of your employment. There you go. We've had about three calls in that already. Yeah, and, and it's a very common, and I talk about this all the time. If your employment employer is changing the terms, compensation, hours of work, work location, responsibilities, demotion, if they change those terms, that's not something they're allowed to do. You can do something about it, but as we said before, we have a very short window to do something about it. So that's why you have to get legal advice. As soon as those changes are imposed, either we could potentially reverse them, or if we can't reverse them, 
we can get you out of there and get you severance, which may be a lot better than accepting those changes. Does the employer have a little bit of leeway as far, I mean, as take a location for an example, you're currently working at Young and Lawrence and they move you down to, you know, Young and Bloor. Yeah, an employer does have leeway, some leeway, uh, depending, we're talking about move it, depending on the, uh, on the uh, distance mm-hmm. and depending on the circumstances of the employee. For example, an employee that doesn't have a car uh, and walks two minutes to work, you know, works across the street, for them now to have to commute 45 minutes each way is going to be a huge right. difference for them. But if I'm commuting one way 45 minutes, it, it, it's not going to make a difference if they relocate me to another place where I'm commuting 45 minutes. That's why you have to get legal advice so we can go over those details. Adam, we'll get you in before the break here. You, uh, you have a question for Lior. Go ahead. Yes, I just wanted to ask you, suppose you're working in a company for six years and you had a great, you know, business, whatever is working. Now, say, because of the, we had a kid, you know, I worked two days in the company and the rest of the three days at home. I had reduced hours, but that was okay. That was acceptable. Now, say, they want to ask you to come back more hours in the office. And you're happy. You've been doing this for three years now. They ask you to come back and do more hours in the in the office. And you say, you know what? Um, you know, that's not going to, I mean, that's one question. The second question is, what if you say, you know what, I don't want to go this way. I just want to leave. Do you get any severance at that point? Or do you, or for making that change, do I qualify or how does it work? So, so here's the thing. If you're working two days uh, or a week from home or three days a week from home and your employer says to you, no, no, now we want you to work more hours from the office or, or all hours from the office, they can't force you to do that at that point. Now it's a term of your employment that you work two days from home. And if they want to change that, well, they can't do that unilaterally. So what happens at that point is if they say, well, too bad, effective Monday, you're working five days a week in the office, then you can leave and get your severance, your full severance. It's as if they've terminated your employment. But they, they essentially have to insist on it. If they, if they ask you, you can absolutely say no, and they may just back off and say, fine, well, then you can continue working the way you are. If they How don't many severances no. for six years? Uh, what kind of a job? Uh, it's just administration, uh, like, uh, you know, administration stuff. Admin job? And, and, and how old? What's your age? Uh, 37. So you're looking at right around six months pay. You're the classic a month per year of service. So six months pay is what you'd be owed after six years in, in, in that situation. Uh, and, uh, you know, you would have that choice, but only if your employer insists on changing the terms of your employment, changing your hours or, or, or your work location. Okay. Does that answer the question, Makes Adam? sense. Adam, any more questions uh, off air? 416-216-5900. We will take a uh, short break. And you want to call us, uh, we'll get to the uh, phone calls. John, hang on, we'll get to you as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM 640. 744 on the Employment Hour, 416-870-6400, star 640 is the number. Got uh, John on the line. Good evening, John. Hi, how are you? Good. Go ahead. Hi, Lior. I was. I always wanted to talk to you about the situation that my stepdad has gone through. He uh, is a truck driver that worked in a construction company for over 14 years. And uh, just before Christmas, when he went to the yard, the gates were closed and locked up. We're out of business. He only received his vacation pay and no severance. None of the guys did. Now, John, do you know formally the company is bankrupt or did they just decide to shut down? Those are very different things. I think from the word, from what I hear, is that they're bankrupt. Okay. And so, you know, bankruptcy is, is a formal proceeding when 
your your uh, liabilities exceed your assets, and one of your creditors declares you into bankruptcy, so they can try to liquidate whatever they whatever you have. If that's what's happened to them, if they are formally in bankruptcy, then the reality is that, that your father and as well as his colleagues may end up getting nothing because there's literally you can't get you know blood from a stone, and there's other secured creditors, usually the banks that are you know in line in front of uh, of the employees. On the other hand, if this is simple, a situation where the company is decide, you know what, we're, we're not making enough money here, there's no point continuing, we're going to shut it down, then yeah, he still owes severance, and the company may have some assets, they may own some equipment, they may have accounts receivable, uh, et cetera. So th- th- there still may be ability to collect money. So to me, this all comes down to are they out of business or are they bankrupt? Right. So here's what I would propose we do, John, because it's actually quite easy to find out if a company is bankrupt. Give me a call off air. Give me the name of the company because uh, I don't want to do that on the on the air. And I'm going to do some research quickly, and I'll tell you if they're formally in bankruptcy. If they are in bankruptcy, nothing we could do. If they're not formally in bankruptcy, it's worth exploring more, and it's quite possible that we could do something about it. So I, I'll need the name of the company, uh, and for that, let's let's have a chat, you and I, off off air. John, that number four one six two one six fifty nine hundred. That's Lior's direct number. Real simple, talking about the times you need an employment lawyer. Your employer won't let you come back from a disability or won't accommodate medical restrictions. Yeah, or really, if your employer is doing anything to you or threatening to do anything to you when you're on a medical leave of absence. The only thing your employer should be doing if you're on a medical leave of absence is leaving you the heck alone, okay? (laughs) So you can get better, so that uh, you can recover and get back to work at some point down the road. They shouldn't be making threats, unreasonable demands, or anything like that. They shouldn't uh, refuse to accommodate you. If, they, if you have limitations, you're trying to come back with limitations, they have to provide accommodation, and they can't fire you because you took a disability leave. So anytime you're on a disability leave and your employer is not complying with their legal obligations or you're not sure if they're complying, they're not being cooperative or helpful, give me a call. The law provides some very good protections for employees that are disabled, employees that are off on a medical condition, mm-hmm. and if their employers refuses to do what they're supposed to, yeah, we could do something about it, and usually very, very quickly. So, uh, yeah, anything to do with medical leave of absence, you need to give a call. Give me a call if your employer is not being helpful. Disability medical leave for sure. How, what, uh, what if I'm pregnant? Well, not me. I'd be a really bad Schwarzenegger that movie. But what if, if, yeah. if, if, if a, a lady is pregnant? Uh, a lady is pregnant. Okay, thank you. I, 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 not that I got rid of that image, uh, John. <laughs> so, yeah, generally speaking, again, what, what's my rule, John? You, you, you don't mess with a woman that's pregnant. You just don't. You don't penalize her. Uh, you don't discipline her. Uh, you don't certainly don't let her go. Uh, you don't refuse to take her back at the end of the mad leave. You can't do any of those things. That's illegal. The law provides extremely good protections, extensive protections for expectant mothers, for mothers on maternity leave, for, for a father on parental leave. Uh, and a lot of employers don't appreciate that. They, they don't understand that uh, they have to take someone back to the same job at the same pay. Or you may be announcing to your employer that you're pregnant. All of a sudden, your employer now starts writing you up. Mm-hmm. Now, nothing you do is good enough. They're disciplining you. Maybe they now came up with an excuse to let you go. Of course, they're saying it had nothing to do with the pregnancy. Well, guess what? That's probably not the case. So if you're, you're pregnant, you're on a maternity leave, you're about to take a maternity leave, and your employer does anything to you, you have to get legal advice. You have to give me a call. You need an employment lawyer when you're not getting paid overtime. Yep, yeah, and and a lot of people think, well, I don't get overtime, right? Because I'm a salaried employee, and salaried employees don't get overtime. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Salaried employees are entitled to overtime, John. 
Uh, you're entitled to overtime if you work more than 44 hours a week, even if you're on salary. So remember, overtime is not calculated daily. So it's not, well, I work more than eight hours, so I get overtime. Overtime is calculated weekly, 44 hours a week, you get overtime. And an employer cannot say, well, you, we didn't approve the overtime, so we're not going to pay it. That's also illegal. If you work the overtime, you have to get paid the overtime. Some positions are exempt. For example, managers, that's probably the biggest one. Managers don't get overtime. So if you manage people, that's your job. Even if you work 65 hours this week, well, I hope you didn't. But if you did, overtime is not paid to managers. Some other positions are exempt. Accountants, lawyers, lawyers, doctors, IT professionals, pool cleaners. Uh, Yes, pool cleaners. Uh, some, Some farming positions, for example. But most other positions, you get overtime if you work more than 44 hours a week. And if you don't get that paid, yeah, you really should get some legal advice. And we'll take a quick one. Stay on the line if you want to call through 416-870-6400, star 640 on some pool cleaners. Like just such an obscure reference. But we'll get to more of your phone calls coming up in the Employment Hour. Talk Radio AM 640. Try to go to as many of these phone calls as we can. Straight at her. Got uh, Jim in Scarborough. Good evening, Jim. Good evening. How are you? Good, pal. What's up? Right. Uh if I'm working for this company for the past 11 years, if they let me go tomorrow or in the near future, what is the severance I'm entitled for? So you've been there 11 years. And what kind of a job is it? Uh, this is office job, some clerical. Okay. And how old are you? I'm 53. So you'd be looking at about a year's pay, okay? A year's pay is what they would owe you if they let you go. And that includes all your compensation, salaries, benefits, bonus, et cetera, everything you would have earned if you'd stayed for a year. You said one year? One year, yes, 12 months. 12 months for the entire service period. Yeah, they, they would owe you, you've been there 11 years, they would owe you about 12 months pay, exactly, if they let you go. 12 months pay. Now, if they just uh, give me an hint, they will pay me only for eight weeks. Is it reasonable? No, like I said, 12 months, not eight weeks. So if they say eight weeks, that means they owe you another 10 months pay. So that would be a wrongful dismissal if they offer you eight weeks. If you're let go, unless they give you 12 months pay, you have to give me a call. If they give you 12 months pay, you don't need to give me a call. You're fine. Anything less than that, give me a call. I'd love to talk to you. 416-216-5900 is that number that Lior's talking about, his personal number. John in Toronto, good evening. How are you? Trying to get you in here. I'm good, guys. How are you doing? Good, pal. What, what, do, you, what do you need? Uh, I'm actually calling on behalf of my wife. Um, she was working for a company in Toronto as a welder for 16 years. Okay. Uh, and in November, uh, there was a temporary layoff of her and about 17 of her work colleagues. And she was given a letter saying that if she was not called back within 35 weeks of the original layoff, that she would then receive her severance. And I'm just curious if that 35 weeks is a reasonable number or if that's not reasonable. John, is she part of a union? No, no union. That's absolute nonsense. Uh, An employer cannot do that. doesn't matter if it's 35 weeks or 27. Uh, By laying her off that way, that's a termination, which means she's out severance right now. She doesn't have to sit at home, wait for 35 weeks or for any period of time, frankly, and, and hope and pray that they'll call her back. She can get her severance right now. How long has she been there? Uh, she was there for 16 years. So we're talking a lot of severance. It could be 18, 20 months, depending on various things and her age, etc. So she shouldn't stand, and by, by allowing them to do that, uh, she'll give them the right to do it again in the future. So, John, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go right now because we have to get another call, but she has to give me a call, and, and I wouldn't wait on this. 416-216-5900. That is Lior's number, the number that you'll want after the show. Let's get to uh, Jerry. Hi, Jerry. 
Hey, how you doing? Good, pal. What's up? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Listen, I have a quick question. I work for a, a union shop. I, I was involved in a collision. Um, ended up in, in, in surgery. Um, took about five and a half months off. Came back to work. Um, now, I, I understand that the, the employer, if they request a doctor's note, um, and I know what they're up to um, because I'm not the same person as I was before, obviously, um, um, and do they have to pay for that note? or Because I can't always get to my – this is becoming extremely expensive. I'm just in the process of trying to work out medication and whatnot, so right. I'm having average one So, yeah, um, they, they, they do have to – they do have to pay for those notes, and if they refuse, you should speak to your union as soon as possible. If an employer wants a doctor's note that the doctor charges you for, the employer has to pay for that. It's their expense because they require it, uh, and, and your union should be able to help you if your employer is giving you a hard time. They're actually the only ones allowed to help you. We'll get to uh, one more here if we can squeeze it in. Jonathan, good evening. you got a couple seconds. How are you, pal? I'm doing well yourself. Sure. Go ahead. Um, so just I've I, been at this job for a year and a half. And I was headhunted for this position. So I was curious, if I was let go, my severance, would that include the time I spent at my previous job? It, it would. And how long were you at the previous job for? I was at the other job for about four years, and this one about a year and a half, coming up to two years. So if they so, recruited you, then yes, it would count. That said, I would want to see the copy of the employment agreement that you signed a year and a half ago when you started working, because it's possible that agreement changes the analysis. But other than that, yes, you would have to get credit for the time before, which means if they let you go, you're a five-and-a-half or a six-year employee, and your severance would be calculated on that basis, and it would be a lot more than if you were just a year-and-a-half employee. So because of that, uh, yeah, you have to give me a call. I want to see a copy of the employment agreement. For you, the difference could be very, very significant. 416-216-5900. And, oh, we had Jan. I don't know where he went. We'll get him back on here if we have a, a couple seconds for the last phone call of the night. In there, under the wire. Hi, Jan. Hi. All right, go ahead. Okay, um, I just got notification uh, last week that at the end of the year, I have to relocate from my Etobicoke office to an office in Burlington. And I've been with the company for 26 years, and I'm 55. So right. And, and where do you I'm live, wanting, Jen? I live in Caledon. So, yeah, that, that's a significant move, and it's not the type of move that you have to accept. Therefore, if you decide not to accept because it's too far, the commute's going to be too long, you're owed severance. And after, I think, I think it's 26 years you've been with the company, you could be owed as much as two years' pay. So before you, you make any decisions about what you tell them, if you're going to agree or not, let's you and I speak off air. But no, they cannot force you to move uh, and, and commute all the way to, to Burlington in that uh, circumstances. You can treat that as a constructive dismissal and get your full severance. Jan, in closing, 416-216-5900. For anybody else who didn't get through, you can call Lior after the show at any time. That's his private number. Keeps it on his hip. Until next time, this has been the Employment Hour right here on Talk Radio, AM640.